so good to be in the house of the Lord this week. We are in week four, and I get to continue in this series with the Ready, Set, Grow series, and I'm super pumped, super excited. Um, This series has been so fun for me. I love watching people grow, watching soap method happen in families and individuals. And you know what? We're getting text messages and Facebook messages about just that, that people are saying, this is awesome. This is exciting. I've never known how to study the Bible, and this is one step forward for me learning how to do that. It's so cool, so, so cool. I have to tell you about um, my sweet precious little niece. Um, Her name is Micah. She is eight years old and she's probably watching today. So Micah, I love you very much. But um, they live in Arizona and our family has this thing called the Marco Polo. I don't know if you have it or not, but our family, we have like, I don't know, probably 12 of us on there and it can get a little crazy. Most of the time it's my mom that's on there. Not that she's crazy at all. Mom, you're not crazy, but it just, it, it can go and go and go, right? Well, mom gets on there and she says hello to all of us. If she has any grandkids that are with us, She'll say, hey, my grandkids are here. Look how awesome these babies are that I'm getting to watch right now. She's just, she's fabulous. Every once in a while, mom and dad will get on there and they'll sing happy birthday. It's the cutest thing to every single one of their kids, every single one of their grandkids, whoever's birthday it is, they're gonna let them know, happy birthday, we love you. The way they sing it, it's just precious. Anyways, my sister-in-law gets on a couple weeks ago after we had started soap and she got on and she said, you know, the girls, they usually get done with their homework and then they go read for 20 minutes, and then after they read for 20 minutes, then they'll go do a Bible devotional, or they'll read their Bible, or whatever section of the Bible they're in, and so, but this week, Micah, tell tell them what you're gonna do, and so Micah, my little eight-year-old niece, she says, I'm gonna do soap, and her mama says, well, what is that, and she goes, it's scripture, observation, application, and prayer, and I was like, yes, oh my goodness, that's so awesome, I'm so proud of that sweet girl, and I had to get back on and tell them, oh my goodness, Micah, that's awesome, now all of her kids do that, but seeing family and seeing people get excited about studying the Bible and getting into the word and knowing that God can speak to them individually through his word that is alive and living and for them right now is so cool, so I just want to say thank you to everybody who's made the effort this this series just to step in and to grow a little bit more in their walk with the Lord. So as we're getting ready, let's just get ready to jump right into our scripture. Let's start reading in Colossians 3, 12 through 15. And this is what it says. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive one another. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you so that you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. This morning, we're going to be talking about love, growing in love. You know, you may say, well, that's going to be the easiest thing that Pastor Chad's been teaching in this series. He's been talking about growing in purity, and he's been talking about these other things. I got love down. I got this. We're going to be good. I'm all set. Well, you know what? I love that because, you know what? My observation was this. There's two things about love in this scripture. Number one, love is practical. Love plays out in practical ways. Verse 12, it says, clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, making allowances for each other over each other's fault and forgive anyone who offends you. So I'm reading this book called Everybody Always, and it's by Bob Goff, and he writes in there that love is not something that we fall into, love is someone that we become. And I just love that so much, and I thought, that's really good. 
It's not something that we fall into. It's something, it's someone that we become. And in order for us, for it to be someone we, be, we become, we've got to do practical things, right? So I love that it says clothe yourself. Clothe yourself with these things. I'd say it's pretty practical to put on clothes every day. Not everybody does, you know, some people stay in their PJs all day, but in order for you to be able to get out and go to church or go to work or go and talk to people or we got to clothe ourselves first, right? Right? Okay. Just making sure you guys are clothing yourself. But I love that he uses that word clothe. It's practical. We have to do it every day. To grow in love, we have to clothe ourselves in these attributes, these characteristics of Christ. Tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, putting on clothes is practical, but it's, we also have to be intentional about it. It takes intentionality. You know, like any outfit that we put on, sometimes we pick it out. I know my husband picks out his clothes Saturday night, every Saturday night before Sunday, so that he doesn't have to wake up and think about it. So he's intentional about picking out his clothes on Saturday night, right? I know for me, sometimes we can pick out, we can be intentional about our clothes, but sometimes it's hard. Like we put on a new pair of clothes or a new pair of jeans or a new outfit, and at first it may not fit exactly right. It may not fit like we want it to. I know for me and my jeans, <laughs> we got a love-hate relationship. You know, we put them on and then you got to stretch in them a little bit. You got to do a couple squats. You got to get them all worked out. Right, sisters? Um, we got we to gotta work into our, so they're not super comfortable at first, but we got to put them on. Maybe they even fit strangely. Maybe these, going back to these characteristics, maybe they fit strangely at first or a little snug like our jeans do because we didn't take our PJs off first. Do any of your kids ever do that? Right, Ethan used to do that and he thought it was funny. Especially when I was in a hurry, he thought it was funny. And he'd put his clothes on over his PJs and I was like, it's so funny, take those off and let's go. Right, you gotta, we put our clothes on over our PJs or we put our clothes on, um, we put these attributes on over our old selves. So they're a little tight, they're a little snug. We talked about this last week in Colossians 3, 5 through 10. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these old ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these, anger and rage and malice and slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. Maybe you decide, I'll just rearrange my PJs. Maybe I'll just take off the bottoms or the top and then put my clothes on. Maybe I'll just rearrange my earthly desires. Maybe I'll, I'll leave a little rage over here or a little malice over here. I'll, I'll remove some of it, but not all of it. Because I'm trying to put on, no, we've got to remove it. Paul says we have to take it off. We have to strip it away from us. It's old and old and new don't go together. Let me rearrange my sin. No, we can't rearrange our sin and then put on patience and gentleness and, and kindness. Paul writes about taking off the old self. Love is practical. We have to clothe ourselves in it. We have to put on these, love, these Christ-like characteristics. We have to put them on or it's really, really hard to live out love. We can't do it. We haven't cleared ourselves of the other. The newness of our new self, when we put these things on, bears the image of Christ. Bears the image of God. Now, did anyone ever play dress up when you were younger? Yeah, we, we played dress up, right? Maybe you dressed up as a princess or a superhero. Maybe you even put on your mom or dad's shoes and then immediately took them off because who wants to be an adult when you don't have to? 
right? We don't dress up as adults when we don't have to. But we might have put on our superhero costumes or you were in a Christmas pageant at church or you were in the school play and you put on these costumes and those costumes gave you permission to be somebody else, right? We see actors and actresses doing this all the time. They put on these amazing costumes, these amazing superhero or Jedi costumes and they become someone different. Their attitudes change, their voices change, their posture changes. Wearing a costume made them someone new. Wearing a costume can make us someone new. Now, of course, we're not meant to wear costumes. We're not meant to pretend. We're not meant to have permission to be these, these wearing costume people. We wear clothes, and we put on clothes, and we do it practically to bear the image of Christ. We're not playing dress up with tender-hearted mercy and with kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. We're not playing dress up. This is real. This is practical. We're learning that practical ways to love is through these, these characteristics. And we begin to change these behaviors and we begin to change these, the way that we put them on and we begin to change the things that we're taking off. And then this inward change happens in us and our hearts become who God has purposed us to be. When we practically put these on and we show them in individual instances and circumstances that we walk through, we show them these characteristics are social and we're connected here in the body of Christ, but then we're also connected here so that we can go out into the world and connect with others. Love is practical. Clothe yourself in it. Number two, love is priority. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourself with love which binds us together in perfect harmony. The evidence that we are united in Christ is our love for each other. There are at least 55 passages, passages in the New Testament that um, encourage us, but also command us to love one another. 55. We are to love others who are near us so that we can love others who scare us. No, let's, let's say it this way. We're supposed to love people who are near to us, who we're close to, who we trust, but we're also supposed to love those who scare us. Uh, Matthew 22, 36 and 40 says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Second is equally important, to love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If you love the Lord your God with all your heart, you will love those he loves. A little illustration that I once heard that I thought was really cute. A little girl stayed at a friend's house for dinner one night, and the veggie was buttered broccoli. The mother asked if she liked it, and the young girl replied, oh, I love it. But when the broccoli was passed, she declined to take any. The mother said, I thought you said you loved broccoli. And she said, oh, yes, ma'am, I do, but I don't want to eat it. (laughs) Right? Do we love people enough through our action? Do we love people enough in the way that we act around them, in the way that we communicate with them? Oh, yes, I love them, but then we pass right by them and don't say a word to them. Oh, yeah, I love him, but, man, we're just too different. I, it, it's too uncomfortable to get too close to him. Well, oh, yeah, I love her, but she gossiped about me one time. I'm done with her. Do we love people enough to show it through our action? What if we talked and worked out our differences? Right? Mind blown. <laughs> What if we talked about it? What if we shared perspective? What if we said, well, here's where I was at. Here's how I heard the tone of your voice. Here's what I felt when you said this. What if? Now, we can go years and years and years without ever wanting to work through hurt feelings. 
We can go years without ever wanting to work through injured relationships. We just move on to the next and the next and the next church or the next and the next and the next relationship. Sweetly and politely saying, oh, I love them. I love broccoli, but not enough to eat it. Right? But love is priority. So, in Matthew 5.44, it says, love your enemies. Love is priority, so we love our enemies. What if enemies didn't mean it was the person that wanted you dead or wanted harm to your family? What if it was just the person that you were uncomfortable around or that you had a fight with? Love our enemies. What if the person we, we feel so extremely insecure around and we don't know what they think of us, what if they're our enemy? Love your enemy. Love covers all that we are and it covers all that we do. Let love be your guide. God knows that we struggle with this. He knows human nature better than we know human nature, right? He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows when we're really trying really, really, really hard to love somebody and it's so uncomfortable we decide, no, I'm not gonna love them. I'll love them a different way. I'll love them with my words but not with my actions. We have a common purpose and the purpose of knowing and growing in God so that we can help others around us and outside of these walls do the same thing, to know and grow in God. Because of that purpose, even inside these walls, we are going to have conflict. We're going to have issues. We have the same purpose. We're going in the same direction. We're going, to, we're going to have conflict sometimes because we're fallible and we fail each other. But if we love each other, we work it out. In John 13, 34 through 35, it says, A new commandment I give you that you love one another, even as I have loved you. That you, may, that you will also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What do we do most of the time? Most of the time, we put up walls. Most of the time, we put up a barrier. Most of the time, oh, they, don't, they, they think little of me or they don't like me or I'm gonna put up a wall, I'm gonna put up a barrier with my own opinions and my own ideas and what I think I'm gonna say I'm loud enough or I'm gonna ignore what they say so that I put up these walls. And we we create these barriers around us, and it's hard to love through a wall. Did you know that? And then we create these walls all around us, and even when the people that we love and we trust get close to us, we're a lot easier, it's a lot easier to become defensive even towards them. Even when someone we trust and what they have to say towards us and into us, we're like, oh no, I'm going to become defensive real fast because my wall's up and I, I can't hear you very good. We've got to love. We've got to trust. We've got to, we've got to let people in. We've got to break down those walls. Love is priority. Now, we have to learn, to learn this love and lean into it. So, we think we truly know love when we think about our kids, when we think about our families, when we think about those who are close to us. We think, oh man, I do. I love really well to the people who are close to me. I could say, I love my husband. And in the same sentence say, I love carbs. That might make my man feel a little weird, right? Like, I love, so we've got to think, we've got to change our concept of love. It's not just the way that we love people that love us back. It's the way we love people that do not like us. It's the way that we love people that hate us. How do we love? There's a deeper and a more consistent way to love, and this is biblical, biblical love. It's 
and it's not fuzzy. It definitely doesn't involve emotions. It does involve emotions, but not primarily. It's not the primary feeling. Um, if it was, we wouldn't be, be able to be commanded to do it. It doesn't work up warm and fuzzy feelings in us. And we can look at Jesus to see this love personified. Jesus laid down his life for us. He gave up heaven to come and give us opportunity at eternal life. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, even the disciple that was going to betray him. Jesus turned over tables in the temple. He spoke harsh truth to his disciples. He blasted the Pharisees as hypocrites, and he healed on the Sabbath. If he could have just waited one more day, he wouldn't have enraged the Pharisees. And all the while, he loved so well. Jesus is love personified. Biblical love is self-sacrificing. This love loves even when there is no love coming back at you. This love loves even when it's uncomfortable. It's natural to love somebody that loves you, but it's supernatural to love someone who hates you. It's not about falling in love. It's about action. Love is priority. Now, how do we do this then? Application. How do we do this? How do we grow in love? We're going to join up. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through, through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need to join up. We need to worship together. We need to study the word together. We need to work together. Now, I love this so much because you know what? In five weeks, we're starting life groups. I believe in life groups with all of my heart. We have some of the hardest working, most loving leaders who lead life groups, and we need more of them. We need people to be connected. We need people to join up. Here's what's cool. Bob Goff, in his book, in one of the chapters, he's talking about his son, and his son loves to skydive, okay? Man, he just loved it so much, he went and got a license so that he could do it as much as he want, all by himself. He wanted the solo jumping, you know? And so he would go with him. Hey, son, let me drive you to your jump point. He would drive him to the jump point. He'd see his son take off to the plane, get up in the air, jump out of the plane, come land, get back in the car, and they'd drive away together. He wanted to be with his son. But he wanted to be so much with his son that he decided to join up into a skydiving class of his own so that he could get a license, so that he didn't, couldn't only just go to the drop zone where he could drop him off, but he could go with him into the plane, up into the sky, however many feet, and skydive together with his son. That's pretty extreme. Now, I am not advocating a skydiving life group at all, unless that's your thing. But... Man, he went to the extremes, and that's what we need. We need people to go to the extremes together in this life. Join up with those who are a part of this church, who are a part of your family, and let's join and worship and grow and study together. Let's do fun things together. Now, I, I love, I have a sweet, sweet life group um, team leader, husband and wife, and they went to Joshua football games last year to support one of their families whose teenager was in the marching band. Not this last year, but the year before, right? Before everything, um, before there wasn't as much marching. How sweet is that? They went to those games to be with their life group family. They joined up. I tell you, if I had to do this last year on my own, if you had to do this last year on your own, it's a mess, right? We need each other. We've got to join up together. Tonight, we're doing gospel circles. Come join us for gospel circles, 
This is doing soap together. We have the scripture, you come together, everybody gets time to do it, do a little worship, we're gonna do scripture time together. Then you go to your group and you discuss what the Lord laid on your heart and is speaking to you through the scripture. We've got to study together, we've got to be together, we've got to grow together if we're gonna grow in love. Let's be a part of this together. And number two is give up. In verse 18, 22, it says, wives submit, to your, uh, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only with their eyes, when their eye is on you to curry their favor, but do it with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. And whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Love is about giving up my rights. The more I love, the more rights I give up. It's about giving up pretending we're someone we're not. Sometimes it's hard to love because, again, we've created these barriers and we put up these walls and we, make think, we, ha- we want people to think we've got it all together, that we're good, that everything's fine, I don't need you in my life. Give up those rights, give up that wall, give up that idea that, man, I'm good, I got it all together, I'm fine. Give it up. Maybe the way you've been living your life and the way you've been loving others has been working out awesome for you, but have you ever asked those that you're loving, hey, how am I doing? Ooh, that could be tough, right? That could be tough. Hey, how am I lo- is, is it working for you the way that I love you? It's working great for me. How's it working? Give it up. Like, ask the hard questions. Maybe you say it's too uncomfortable to see other people suffer. It's too uncomfortable to walk through something and reach out to people who are suffering. It's too hard to do life with people who are hurting because they become ugly and they become mean. They're struggling, so they're mean right now. When we love and recognize that Jesus loved us, at our ugliest and our meanest hour, that he gave up everything in heaven to come to a world that hated him, maybe that will spur us on to understanding that when we give up, when we make love priority, when we join together, beautiful things can happen. Growth can happen. This applies in our marriages. It applies to our families. It, impl- it applies to the places that we go inside this church, outside this church. It applies in every relationship. The more I love others, the less I think of myself, the less I worry about myself, the more I give up. We're going to give up on the things that make us think we are the most important people in the room. Today, find somebody. Today, love someone. Someone that you've walked by a hundred times just thinking, oh, they don't really care. They don't, they don't really need a word of affirmation or encouragement from me. They don't need me to hug their shoulder. They don't need, look at somebody in the eye, smile, say it was good to see you. Love them where they're at. Give up your uncomfortableness of, oh, I don't know how they'll respond to me or how they'll act or will that be weird? Who cares? Be weird. Give up your rights. Love others. Love them well. Man, God is so good, and he is always calling us into himself. He's always calling us to to step out and to do the next thing. And so in this place, maybe God is calling you and saying, hey, it's time for you to join up, either for you to become a part of a life group, which we have starting, or to lead a life group. On every other chair, we have a card just to ask you that question. Would you be interested in leading a life group in this semester? We know 
It's a weird season. We know that it's hard. We know that there are things that are happening in our world and in our society and with sickness. We know all of that, but we know that community is so important. We know being together and loving each other is so important. And we can do it safely. Will you, is God calling you to that? If everyone would close their eyes this morning, maybe you're in this place and you've never given your heart to Christ. You haven't given Christ the opportunity to change your life and make you new. But you're ready today to strip off that old you. You're ready to strip off that old and ugly malice and rage. You're ready to take it off so that you can put on a new cloth so that you can clothe yourself with Christ-like characteristics. And it's something we have to do every day, and it's intentional. We've got to do it, but maybe you've never done it, and today you say, today I want to give my life fully to Christ. I've never done it. Today I want to trust him in this area of my life. If that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, will you raise your hand and let me know? Are you in this place and you need to give your life to Christ? Are you online and you want to pray this prayer with us? We're going to pray everyone in the room. Would everybody stand with me? Please repeat this prayer with me today. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth, for dying on the cross so that I could be saved. I pray right now that you'll forgive me of all of my sin. I take off my old self as you come into my heart, make me new, and I put on the new clothes, Christ-like characteristics. I thank you for all that you are, all that you've done. I trust you in this journey. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us online today. Make sure and hit subscribe to this channel and hit the bell for more notifications. We can't wait to engage with you this week.